0: this is Encounter with God, you are with Gemma and myself, Lyle, this morning for our Bible study time, 20 million movement, 20 million people all studying the same passage of the Bible at the same time. And today we kind of get back to being on schedule because we are into Daniel chapter four, which is where we are supposed to be for today and tomorrow, but we were kind of supposed to be there the last three days as well. So I
1: asked a sidetracking question yesterday. I won't yes, ask any more sidetracking questions today. Gemma's
0: fault. <laughs> it's okay. Blame, blame me. Blame Gemma. My, my fault. It's all right. This is why we have you come on radio
1: to ask questions to get you off track. No, so that someone to blame to think. That's right.
0: <laughs> uh, before we get into the okay, so I got a big announcement. Ooh. Big announcement. Big, big, Ooh. big, 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 big announcement. So uh, before we get to. Uh, our quiz I have a big announcement <gasps> do, you, do you know I have a big announcement
1: D- do I <laughs> I don't know is this the same thing we talked about in the break it, or... is. Okay, it yeah. is I know so,
0: Lawson we all love Lawson here we on do. Faith FM and uh, as you may or may not know no of course you know because you've been listening to uh, the uh, <laughs> breakfast show Lawson hasn't been here for the last couple of weeks maybe a week and a half something like that mm. The reason is that Lawson has been trying to get into uni. Now, Lawson kind of left school in year nine. Yeah. And so it was a little bit touch and go. And he was kind of thinking that he was going to have to do a bunch of uh, pre-uni courses to get in.
1: But he only did one test.
0: He's got in. He has blitzed the test. He is straight in. Aced it. Full throws straight into his course. Aced it. And he is up and running for this year. He will be your Fellow student.
1: I know. It's going to be exciting seeing yes. him around campus. Uh-huh. He'll get to meet all the lecturers, do all the assignments, do all the referencing.
0: So go Lawson. And uh, of course, our prayers will be with you, Lawson. Um, and we will, uh, hoping that all goes well for you. Mm. So super excited for Lawson. Done well. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, clue. Clue for our quiz. Nobody's got this one yet.
1: Because the clues no, are that really That was a super, your-
0: that last clue was like, what on earth?
1: I mean, this one might be a little bit more helpful, but like, probably not. I didn't know this. Clue number four for the "What Am I?" quiz is the song of the prostitute found in Isaiah. Tells the prostitute to take this and walk through the city singing songs.
0: <laughs> oh, what on earth kind of see <laughs> clue is that? Not helpful. <laughs> That's less helpful than the last one. Should we do another one?
1: No, we're gonna. That's it. No, Google yeah. is a thing.
0: Yes. And so is, um, what is it, Bible Gateway is a thing? Yes. So Bible Gateway in particular is a thing. And uh, I would encourage you to uh, yeah pull over to the side of the road if you're driving right now. Whatever <laughs> you're doing and uh, dig out your Bible and do a little bit of research on this one. See if you can figure this one out. You will have, you will definitely have bragging rights on this one. Oh, for sure. In fact, if you can get it before we give away any more clues, just on those really obscure clues that we've given, I'll give you two prizes today. You're going to throw in doubles, it is, it's, it's, this even is, though you figured it out. I think this is, well, I got it on the first clue, which has been the easiest one so far, that's, because it comes from the book of true. Revelation, which yeah. is kind of, um, yeah.
1: Your area of expertise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> my
0: favourite book of the Bible. Second, I don't know whether it's my favourite or second favourite. Daniel and Revelation, they're kind of equal with each other. So, yeah, double prizes, up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Okay, Daniel chapter 4. Let's go there and let's find out what this chapter is all about. Uh, Gemma, can you read for us the first three verses of Daniel chapter 4, please? I
1: can. King Nebuchadnezzar sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I want you all to know about the miraculous signs and wonders the Most High God has performed for me. How great are his signs. How powerful his wonders. His kingdom will last forever. His rule through all
0: generations. Wait, 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 wait. Who just said that?
1: Yeah, King Nebuchadnezzar.
0: Okay, so this chapter makes no sense. introduces us to one of the... Most unique passages of the entire Bible. Yeah. And it kind of makes no sense in the context of the preceding chapters.
1: Because let me just get this straight. Yesterday,
0: King Nebuchadnezzar
1: is this crazy king who sets up a big golden idol and is like, if you don't bow down to it, I'm going to kill you. And now he's like, praise God.
0: He's just not going to kill you. He's going to kill you. um yeah, you know, James Bond style. Yeah, you know, James Bond bad guy style. Okay.
1: Okay. And yeah. now, you know how
0: they're all the bad guys in James Bond they being yeah, really, really crazy ways of executing people? It's not, yeah. They're not going to just and they
1: stand there and watch as you die awkwardly and terribly and tragically. And uh-huh, this was uh-huh. my big master plan. As they reveal, so they're basically the evil genius
0: villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah. And, and Nebuchadnezzar is actually that guy. This is yeah. not a fictitional character. Like legit, he is actually that guy. All evil villains are based off of him.
1: Yeah. He's the original evil villain. He's like, yeah,
0: lays in bed at night and thinks about weird ways of taking people's lives. Like, oh, let's make the furnace seven times hotter. Okay, so let's he's... see what that happens. <laughs> it might kill some of my royal guard. Oops. Sick and twisted a little bit. Oh, yeah. But yeah, now right. he's like, praise God. Uh-huh. And, and in the last chapter, you've got to remember that he ends the chapter by saying, oh, that God is really powerful. We don't want to get him upset. Therefore, if anyone upsets that God or says anything against him, I'm going to turn his house into a pile of poo.
1: Yeah. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah. This is this is Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> this is what he's saying. You know, in modern days they
1: the Lyle translation right there. A pile of poo. No, no,
0: let me read it to you. <laughs> the Bible says, uh, "Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their house shall be made a pile of uh, Dunghill pile of poo."
1: My version says rubble. Yes,
0: my version <laughs> says a pile of dung. What? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So can't argue with that. All right. Um, modern English might even, you know, less, less polite English would probably have other ways of phrasing that. Enough that we get the point. We get the point. This is this is Nebuchadnezzar, and now now we just read this from Nebuchadnezzar. You know, uh, peace to everybody. Peace be multiplied to everyone on the earth. Uh, I thought it good to show you the signs and wonders that the high God has brought toward me. How great are his signs, how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion is from generation to generation. How on earth did Nebuchadnezzar come to that particular point? And what on earth do we have here where the emperor of Satan's empire, because you got to remember that Babylon, from one end of the Bible to the other, is symbolic of Satan and Satan's empire... The leader of Satan's empire is writing a chapter of the Bible.
1: Whoa. I've never thought about that before. Like I knew that he'd written this chapter and yeah. like it was his reflections, but man, it's like Whoa, that's huge. Where
0: else do you find whoa. Where else do you find a non Hebrew author of a chapter of the Bible?
1: Um you don't.
0: Uh-huh. You don't. You don't? Whoa. Yeah, a few passages here and there, a few verses maybe.
1: Even crazier, all scripture is God-breathed. All scripture is inspired. The Bible is like, and his oh, yes.
0: what? Yes, yes, yes. This guy, Far Nebuchadnezzar, out. emperor of the world, the wow. known world, most powerful man on the planet, equivalent of, you know, Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin, somebody like that. He's at yeah. that level. Yeah. Nebuchadnezzar is at that level and... He's writing his personal testimony in the Bible. In the Bible, Ooh. okay. How many? How many? How many personal testimonies do you have in the Bible? You know, conversion testimonies. There's oh, a, there's like a few of them. I can't give you a number. There's, 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 there's tons. There's, there's, How many? There's, 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 there's a whole chapter of it. Um. There's just that chapter.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Off the it's top that, of my you head. Know, Paul's one, yeah. which
0: is a really famous one, um, and he repeats that like three times. Oh yeah. But here you've got a chapter that's just as dedicated to a personal testimony. Man, we need to get Nebuchadnezzar on here to do the breakfast show uh, Journey of Faith interview one morning. It's a pity he is dead.
1: We'll get through this chapter and that'll do it.
0: We'll do it when we get to heaven. We'll start. Yeah. We'll have a breakfast show in heaven. Why not? And we'll get Nebuchadnezzar on to tell his t- tell his story firsthand. Okay, so this is a really wild chapter. This is unlike anything else in the Bible. And this shows that Nebuchadnezzar was a prophet of God mm. because the Bible was written by... People under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, in other words, prophets of God. Wow! And of course, Nebuchadnezzar has received Daniel chapter two, which is a prophecy. Yeah. So this is this is this Crazy. Is, this is just showing what God can do. We often put God in a box and like, oh, God can't do that. God could never work through that person. That one would never get converted. You know, you can't go as far as Nebuchadnezzar went into degradation mm. and be converted. But and here he, he is. And
1: here he is with a chapter of his own in the Bible.
0: How many world emperors will you get to meet in heaven? Ooh, not many. No, not many that we know of. So this is this is just a, this is this is wild. This is amazing. I can't, you know. Um, and 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 it's written by his own hand and recorded for us to be able to read today. So hang on to your seats.
2: You're listening to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio.
0: Okay, verse four, please, Gemma.
1: Verse four, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was living in my palace in comfort and prosperity.
0: Okay, let's talk about Nebuchadnezzar's comfort and prosperity for a moment because it's going to become central to the theme of this chapter. Mm. So Nebuchadnezzar was one of the greatest builders of the ancient world. True. If not the greatest builder of the ancient world. And we mentioned this before. It's a model that you often find with empires that come to power. You'll have a warrior king who creates the empire, followed by a CEO who runs it as a business. Yeah. You have this model with David and Solomon. David is the warrior. Solomon is the CEO. Oh, true. You have this model with Cyrus and Darius Mm -hmm. who come after Nebuchadnezzar or after the Babylonian empire. Cyrus is the warrior. And Darius is the CEO. Mm -hmm. And so the first one establishes the empire. The second one makes it wealthy and makes it great. Mm. And with Nebuchadnezzar, you've got Nabopolassar, who is the warrior. And then you've got Nebuchadnezzar, who is the CEO. And it is absolutely astounding to consider the things that Nebuchadnezzar built back in the day. Okay, so here's a couple of things to consider. Um, Cities back in the day were small. Yes. If you take Jericho. Mm-hmm. Jericho was the fortress city that was blocking the Israelites from coming into the promised land. Yes. About 10 acres less. Really? Less than 10 acres. Huh. Yes.
1: I kind of always imagined in my brain that it was bigger than that.
0: Ai, which was the second city that they took, mm. about the size of a large castle. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, Jerusalem, when Nebuchadnezzar takes it, mm-hmm. about 25 acres.
1: Oh, wow. So when you mean small, you, you mean small. Yeah, That's
0: right. They were very small. They were very compact. You had a lot of people living in a, in a very small space. Um, a house was about the size of a house with a family in it was about the size of a bedroom. Mm. Uh, that was kind of how people lived in back in the day. Yeah, wow. Um, it kind of had to be that way to be a fortress. Um, you couldn't make, you know, imagine if you tried to turn Sydney into a fortress. Ooh. There's going to be a long wall, and how do you defend a wall that is that long? Yeah, okay. And so, you know, we, we cities were not like they are today. You've also got a very small population in the world. You know, we've got a population of, what, uh, 7 billion people? Mm. You've got a population of like 250 million. Yeah. Okay. Less, the, the entire planet has less people than um, the United States.
1: Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Okay.
0: You know, and that's going back to first century. That's the time of Jesus, Mm. and we're going back, you know, quite a bit before that. So there's probably the whole world has a population of two thirds of the United States, and in that environment,
3: Mm.
0: Nebuchadnezzar builds a city. Now, the most important aspect of any city that is built is the water supply. Yeah, that makes sense. Because without water. You don't live, and you have to have a water supply that is not going to... That's why Jerusalem is built over a spring. Yeah. In fact, most ancient cities were built over a spring or a well. Mm. That means that in time of conflict, when you close the city gates and you are placed under siege the city can withstand that siege because they've got a water supply. While you've got water, you can pretty much stay alive. You can grow things. Yeah, you
1: wouldn't have to leave the confines of your city because you're okay.
0: You can eat out an existence. So guess what Nebuchadnezzar chooses for his water supply? I don't know. Not a spring. Not a lake. Not a creek. Not a well. No. He's like, I'll have... The Euphrates River. (laughs) One of the greatest rivers in the whole world. And I'll simply build my city straight over the top of the river. Of course he does. Don't think we're ever going to run out of water when you've got the Euphrates River running through the middle of your city. He's bold. I'll give him that. Okay. So, size of Babylon. Mm. The circumference of Babylon, Top this, was over. So you got Jerusalem, like, you know, about 25 acres thereabouts. Yeah. Babylon... The circumference is over one hundred kilometers. What? Of double road walls. What? This okay, city that's, that's was fortress, three okay. times Whoa. bigger, three times bigger than Rome. Have you been to Rome? No. Okay. When you go to Rome, have a look at you know some <laughs> of the some of the original city walls are still there, and mm. the, take a look. It was a big city, and then think three times the size of that. Massive. Oh, it was enormous. And then you look at the. Uh, uh, the Tiber that is running through Rome—it's a creek compared to the Euphrates. <laughs> it is a decent river, but it's nothing like the Euphrates. Okay, then he builds the—he—he uh, well, he rebuilds and restores the ziggurat of Babylon, which was uh, the largest, largest ziggurat in the world, otherwise known as the Tower of Babel. Um, he builds a double row of walls around his city. And the idea with a double row of walls is kind of like this, right? Mm. So if you're going to lay siege to a city, you're going to assault the walls. The way that you assault the walls is by smashing them down in one place, creating a breach or a gap yeah. and charging through that gap. Yeah. Um, basically, with a double row of walls, what happens is that you can break down the external, create a breach, a gap in the external wall. Everybody goes charging through the gap, and now they're trapped in a kill zone.
1: Oh, because now they're stuck between the first between wall two and the walls. second wall.
0: Yeah. Between two walls. And very few cities could afford to build double rows of walls.
1: And they could only get out the way that they broke in. Like, there's That's no right. other oh, way you, of escape. Like, is, once you're in a, there, you're trapped. It's a kill zone. You're dead. Yeah. yeah it's a kill oh, zone. Oh, man. Uh,
0: very few cities could afford to do that. Nebuchadnezzar, like, yeah, we'll do that. And while we're doing that, we will make these walls so thick, you could actually have chariot races side by side on top of the walls. Whoa! You you what kind of city has walls where you can get chariots up on top of the walls to (laughs) begin with, and then you can have races on top. Wow! Now, if you do not believe me, go to the Pergamon Museum in Berlin, where they have reconstructed. Tile for tile, they, they they dismantled the Ishtar Gate of Babylon, numbered every tile that came mm. off, and reconstructed it in the Berlin um, yeah, Museum. I've seen
1: photos and things of that from the museum. That thing and is that amazing. Is,
0: is just one very very small section of the actual Ishtar Gate. It's so impressive. When you so see the impressive. model, of, when yeah. you see the models beside it, it's like wow. They only brought the little itty bitty bitty bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's is like the, the 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 little entry piece. Yeah. And it just goes back, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger, yeah. And then, of course, if you broke in through the Ishtar Gate, you would be surrounded by two long walls. You know, extending. You got a kill zone inside the gate. Yeah, yeah. It was just amazing. Okay, he built walls along the bank of the Euphrates River, um, so that you know somebody comes down the river with a naval attack, that's not going to work. He built a large bridge across the river. That's no mean feat. Back in 600 BC. Yeah. Um, This river had streamlined piers. It had asphalt surfaces so that it would not erode away. He built a cross river tunnel that went underneath as well. So you could either go underneath or across the top. Um, His wife came from a very mountainous region of Iran and Mr. Mountains. And it's like, oh, okay. Then we will build mountains. (laughs) So as, mountains. as as you do when you're Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> he built mountains inside the city and called them the the, the Hanging Gardens. Um, his wife struggled with the hot temperatures. It's like. Then we will air-condition the palace. So he air-conditioned his palace.
1: Hang on. Whoa, whoa. What year was this again?
0: 600 BC.
1: How do you get aircon in 600 Care BC?
0: You build a palace that has uh, tiers all the way down the outside of it. You pump water to the top. The water flows down evenly over the entire outside, and the interior stays entirely cool. Wow. Yeah. He built a new port on the Gulf of Basra. Um, he was worried about the Medes. He married Cyrus's daughter, who was the uh, king of the Medes, uh, to create an alliance, but he was still didn't trust them. And so he built a wall to keep the Medes out. Nice. It stretched all the way from the Tigris to the Euphrates.
1: That's huge. Yes. I'm, like, trying yes. to think in my head, maps. That's, that's huge. That's, that's a huge massive.
0: That is massive. Whoa. This guy was off the charts. And so when he says, you know, I was, I was at rest in my house and flourishing with prosperity in my palace, he's not actually uh, exaggerating.
1: You know, he, he means it.
0: Like, Absolutely. Ooh. This is no exaggeration. This is where Nebuchadnezzar was at. Okay, so let's move on from there. and Let's talk a little bit about um, what happens. He has another dream. A second one. Give us verse 5 for us, please, there.
1: Verse 5. But one night I had a dream that frightened me. (coughs) I saw visions that terrified me as I lay in my bed.
0: Okay, and this dream is a dream of a great tree. We're going to read about it when we come back. A great tree that looks after the whole earth, and he's very concerned about what this tree might symbolise because it gets cut down. This is the Lesser Light Collective with guess what I saw a tree
4: listen to me people I've got a tale as tall as the trees and as true as I failed God has done wonders done wonders for He's rescued my soul with visions and dreams I saw a tree standing tall above the earth And it gave food and shelter for the beasts and the birds But they said cut it down, cut it down, cut it down Salvation has gone to his crown. Daniel, my friend, he told it to me straight. Oh, king, cut it out, and the axe may be stayed. Start living right, man, look out for the least. Quit acting like one, or you'll end up a beast. I saw a tree standing tall above the earth, and it gave food and shelter for the beast and the bird. But they said, cut it down, cut it down, cut it down. Higher I went down, I went down And I crawled on all fours on the ground Like an ox, I ate grass until seven times passed And I looked up at last I saw a tree standing tall
0: You're listening to The Lesser Light Collective with I Saw a Tree. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with... Gemma and myself, Lyle, this morning. So um, we are into Daniel chapter 4. Before we get back into it, we have another clue for our quiz. What have you got for us there, Gemma? This is like the tough one.
1: This one's a little bit easier. Okay. David played this stringed instrument to relieve Saul of an evil spirit. Yeah. A little bit. is a lot, definitely A lot easier, easier a little definitely bit easier. Definitely
0: easier. So give us a call right now. Uh, Your bragging rights have just gone down a few notches. A little bit, yeah. But your prize is still available. So 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. That is 1-800-324-843. Or text us on 0491-064-669. Gemma, we've got a bit of a passage here we need to read. Can you read for us uh, verse... I know the passage is coming up soon. We've got a few verses to read there. Uh, But yeah, let's read for us verse uh, 6 through 9.
1: So I issued an order in calling calling in all the wise men of Babylon so they could tell me what my dream meant.
0: Okay, so he just had a dream. The difference with this one is that he remembers it. Mm. Okay, keep going.
1: When all magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and fortune tellers came in, I told them the dream, but they could not tell me what it meant. At last, Daniel came in before me, and I told him the dream. He was named Belteshazzar after my God, and the spirit of the holy gods is in him. I said to him, Belteshazzar, chief of the musicians, I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you, and that no mystery is too great for you to solve. Now, tell me what my dream means.
0: Okay, so this is interesting. Nebuchadnezzar is a bit of a slow learner because he doesn't start with Daniel, does he?
1: Mm,
3: No.
0: Now, I think there's some important reasons why he doesn't start with Daniel. When you actually read what Nebuchadnezzar dreamed, there's this funny little switch that happens in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And that little switch would have worried me if I was Nebuchadnezzar. And I would probably have tried to listen to anybody but Daniel because, you know, Daniel's going to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... It would definitely be worrying. It would be stressful, particularly for someone like Nebuchadnezzar, who was big on omens and dreams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, unlike you know most of the ones that he puts a lot of weight in, actually does come from God, and I think he knew that. Uh, but anyway, be that as it may, he goes to Daniel at the last. So far, what we have found is that every time there is conflict between the Babylonians and the followers of God, the Babylonians fail. Whenever there is conflict between true worship and false worship, false worship fails. Nebuchadnezzar is obviously a slow learner because he is now getting towards the end of his life, both he and Daniel are older men mm. um, They are well past middle age when this uh, dream happens. and as a result of that, they uh, you know they've got some experience under their belt, and Nebuchadnezzar should know by this point that you know, start with Daniel, you'd think. But he doesn't. Yeah. And so he eventually gets to... It's a little bit like us. We kind of go to God as our last resort. It's true. It's a very human thing right here. All right. So let's continue reading and let's read about what this dream was all about.
1: Verse 10. While I was laying in my bed, this is what I dreamed. I saw a large tree in the middle of the earth. The tree grew very tall and strong, reaching high into the heavens for all the world to see. It had fresh green leaves, and it was loaded with fruit for all to eat. Wild animals lived in its shade, and birds nested in its branches. All the world was fed from this tree. Then, as I lay there dreaming, I saw a messenger, a holy one coming down from heaven. The messenger shouted, Cut down the tree and lop off its branches. Shake off its leaves and scatter its fruit chase the wild animals from its shade and the birds from its branches but leave the stump and the roots in the ground bound with a band of iron and bronze and surrounded by tender grass now let him be drenched with the dew of heaven
0: what just happened there read the last couple of vers- words again
1: now let him
0: be drenched oh. oh there was a switch there did you see the switch it yeah it went from
1: it it being the tree to, to now him, him. yeah
0: it to him that might be worrying particularly if you are as powerful and successful as nebuchadnezzar and you are in charge of the whole world and there is a tree that is powerful and and successful and provides for the whole world and suddenly you're watching you're watching this vision like yeah let this happen to it let that happen to us like oh it's a vision about a dream and suddenly it says him oh wait a minute (laughs) And the tree's just been
1: like chopped in half. Yeah, yeah, that tree's (laughs) just... destroyed. Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: And suddenly it says him. That would worry you. It's no wonder that he was desperate to find out the meaning for this particular dream. Keep reading. When she finds her place. When
1: I find where I'm up to.
0: She's looking and searching, and sooner or later she'll get there. But leave just the stump and the it, it roots it, in the it. ground,
1: bound with a band of iron and bronze, and surrounded by tender grass. Now let him be drenched with the dew of heaven, and let him live with the wild animals among the plants of the field. For seven periods of time, let him have the mind of an of a wild animal instead of the mind of a human.
0: Uh oh, that's not good. That's very, very, very pointed, right there, isn't it? Hmm. The Bible hasn't just said him because you can use him in relationship to an animal. Yeah. But here it's man, the, the mind of a man, the mind of a person, the mind of a human. Yeah. Okay, now it has gone beyond any shadow of a doubt that this particular tree symbolizes someone i'd be worried okay so if you were just stop there for a moment let's just think about this let's say that you are part of the babylonian cabinet and you are asked to come in and to interpret this dream mm-hmm. yeah what's your guess going to be
1: nothing good
0: nothing good for nebuchadnezzar he's
1: the tree he's gonna his kingdom is gonna get okay destroyed. but you're a guesser i'm just because yep. you're part
0: of the babylonian cabinet you're one of the one of the magicians or sorcerers or yeah. whatever um, so you're a guesser. I would still guess that. You would still guess that, wouldn't you? It's
1: pretty obvious. And I think
0: that Nebuchadnezzar is guessing that as well, which is why he's so freaked out about this dream. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, but are you, are you going to tell Nebuchadnezzar? I mean, let's think about... it no. I don't want to get thrown a moment, into a furnace. The fiery furnace. <laughs> let's think for a moment the last time the, his cabinet upset him, you know, back in Daniel 2. Yeah, no, I don't want to tell him. There has been repeated occasions when he has threatened to wipe out his entire cabinet. Yeah, I wouldn't want to tell him. No, you wouldn't? No. Uh, you just say, I have no idea, which would actually be the truth. <laughs> you would, you would, for the first time in your life, tell the truth if you were part of the cabinet at that particular point. <laughs> like, I, I, I have no idea. I can't, I can't interpret it. Yeah. Okay, but Daniel's different. Yes. Because he's not a guesser. He knows. He actually knows. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Keep reading. Let do we get up to? Give Verse it a
1: 17. Verse 17. Yeah, she'll get there. I got it. I found it. (laughs) For this has been decreed by the messengers. It is commanded by the holy ones so that everyone may know that the most high rules over the kingdoms of the world. He gives them to anyone he chooses, even the lowliest of people. Belteshazzar, that was the dream that I, King Nebuchadnezzar, had. Now tell me what it means, for none of my wise men in the kingdom can do so. But you can tell me because the spirit of the holy
0: gods is in you. Okay, how do you think that uh, uh, Daniel feels at this particular point, otherwise known as Belteshazzar?
1: I feel like there'd be a little bit of pressure.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, it goes on in, in, in my in my translation. It says, then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was astonished for a whole hour and didn't say anything.
1: Yeah, a little bit of pressure, yeah. Yeah, it. so
0: Daniel doesn't say anything either. Mm. But what he doesn't say is, I don't know. The other cabinet members had said, I don't know. Right. Daniel doesn't say, I don't know. He just doesn't he say Because he does. He just doesn't he, say anything. He, yeah. he knows, but he just doesn't say anything. Mm. Also, what is interesting is the great respect that Belshazzar shows for Daniel. Now, we're going to find out what happens tomorrow. Ooh. Cliffhanger right here. Ooh. Tomorrow, when you tune in, we're going to find out what happens when Daniel does speak what he actually knows. Oh, it's going to be good. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be amazing. But right now we have Scott Wesley Brown with Immortal Invisible. Um, fantastic song right here. At Hamilton Aventist Church in Newcastle, we have a food pantry service for the community. Everyone? Immortal,
5: invisible, God only wise, in light, inaccessible. i
2: done but there's a program called forgive to live designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness so if you're keen to take that first step head to forgivetolive.org.au this church in newcastle
0: we have a food pantry service I mean, for the community
2: everyone is welcome to join us for a free dinner enjoy good company and have a great time
0: all you need is ten dollars to buy a numbered ticket And you can collect a trolley's load of food ranging from fruits, veggies, tinned food,
1: pasta bread and toiletries.
2: Every Thursday, the Food Pantry starts at 4.45pm with a 5pm start for dinner.
1: Find us at Hamilton Adventist Church at 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, every Thursday evening.
2: All will be welcomed with love and a smile. We really hope to see you there.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Just wondering whether we're there for a second, but we're back on that right now. Um, okay, so we have come to a question of the day time. We've been uh, discussing a few different questions here and coming up with some answers in the background, but we have a clue for our quiz. Let's get to our clue for our quiz. What have you got for us there? The clue
1: is Jubal is the father of all those who play this instrument.
0: What instrument? Now, Jubal was the father of all those who played two different kinds of instruments. Yes. But we already had a clue that said that one of them was a stringed instrument. Yes. And so Jubal was the father of those who played a particular stringed instrument and another kind of instrument.
1: So it's, you could figure this out now quite easily.
0: You could. Yeah. Just look up Jubal.
1: That's it. Uh-huh. You're good to go. So there you go. We just gave yeah. you the answer, basically. All you got to do is go look up.
0: We've just been discussing, is this the oldest instrument?
1: Well, mm, yeah. We're having we have discussion. mixed thoughts, yeah. We, we, <laughs> do, we
0: do, we do, we do. We know this, that it is the oldest instrument mentioned in the Bible. We
1: do, and that's
0: pretty cool. That is very, very cool. But what kind of instruments did they have in the Garden of Eden? What kind of instruments did they use when they worshipped God when the angels were there with them?
3: Mm.
0: Ooh, who knows? One day we will find out. Anyway, uh, let's go back to our question of the day. We've been answering this question all week. And it's been a really good one. So I've been enjoying it. And that is the question of whether a person can lose their salvation or not. And there are a number of passages in the Bible that have been brought to our attention that are somewhat challenging. One of the principles of understanding the Bible is this. You do not go with one or two obscure passages that can have multiple different ways of interpreting them. So, for instance, the passage in the Bible it says that no one can take you out of the hand of Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, and some people say, well, then you are there forever. Your power of choice is gone. No, that's not what the Bible actually says. Uh, the Bible says no one can take you out. In other words, I can't come up to you, grab hold of you, Gemma, and drag you kicking and screaming out of the hand of Christ. Nobody can do that. What the Bible doesn't say is that you can't go, yeah, you oh, know what?
1: I can't make that decision for myself. I can leave. Yeah, okay.
0: So the Bible says I can't drag you out, but the Bible does not say that you can't leave. Mm. And what you often find is that people will um, grab hold of, and particularly if they grow up with a particular concept, concept, these verses will be very powerful to them, a couple of verses that can be used to appear a certain way rather than going with the bulk of what Scripture has to say. Yeah. So I thought we might just do a bit of a run-through this morning uh, looking at the bulk of what Scripture has to say, and, um, and and looking at you know a whole bunch of verses. And the concept that I'm looking at this morning is the concept of if. Okay. The moment that you add if to a sentence, that sentence is conditional. Yeah, all the possibilities. That's right. Mm-hmm. So if we walk in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. So there is an if there and there is a walking there.
1: Which gives us the option to not walk in the light That's and right. run or stand
0: still. If or- makes it optional and the entire Bible and every consideration of salvation in the Bible has an if. This is Ooh. foundational to everything the Bible says about salvation is the if.
1: Well that makes sense cuz like free
0: will, right? Choice. Exactly. Free will choice it is all there and and so we need to go with what the, the bulk of what the bible says. So if anyone walks in the light the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses him from all sin. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you. If and remain. Mm. Uh, you also shall continue in the son and in the father. That's uh, John 2:24. Hebrews 10:38. If any man draws back my soul will have no pleasure in him. That's a person who was united with Christ and now they have drawn back. Uh, if a man abide not in me, this is John fifteen six, he is cast forth as a branch, if and abide. If a man keep the saying, keep my saying, he shall never see death. If God spared not the natural branches, watch out lest he also spare not you. Second uh, Peter 1 verse 10 If you do these things you shall never fall Hebrews 3 verse 14 If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end John 15 verse 14 You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you And I could go on and on and on But unfortunately I'm out of time Every consideration of salvation in the Bible Is attached to the word if And it is a process We find our assurance in Jesus Christ Not in something from the past this is Katie Gustafson.
3: Depth mercy can there be
0: Katie Gustafson with Depth of Mercy. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We have come to the end of our show, which means we are about to give something away for free. Let's have one last clue for our quiz. This has been like the most obscure one we have. Let's let's at least give everybody an easy one.
1: I have faith. Somebody out there, help me. I'm sure you can answer this because the last clue is like, I am a guitar,
0: harp, or violin. Which one of those instruments might be the most ancient instrument? It's been around the longest. If you know the answer... 1-800-324-843. You might be able to uh, snap up a prize right now. Right at the 11th hour.
1: Last minute. Second. Yeah.
0: What are we giving away? Today,
1: we are giving away a CD.
0: Stones of Eden.
1: Stones of Eden. Turn to the heavens.
0: Yes. Album. Very appropriate. This has uh, stringed instruments.
1: 15 songs. Looks great. Going to be a good listen.
0: And it's a reference to Eden, where music originated from here on this earth. So nice. yeah, kind of goes with our quiz. Stones of Eden, of course, are a local group uh, who go to the Maitland Seventh Avenue Church. And so, if you'd like to hear them sing, then head along to the Maitland Seventh Avenue Church on a Saturday morning. You will often uh, find them there performing um, for the uh, eleven o'clock service. Very cool. And uh, yeah, just just like the bestest and most loveliest people you'll ever meet. Um, And, of course, they have amazing music as well. We often feature their music here on Faith FM. So give us a call right now. Be the first caller through, and this one is coming your way. So that's 1-800-324-843. Or text us on 0491-064-669, and that album will be yours entirely for free. And don't forget to study your Bible. That is where... It all begins. Make Jesus your friend. Study the Bible every day. Don't forget to talk faith, live faith, and act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ.
3: The it's just living
6: Oh